T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hello, hello. I am Dan Day. Thank you so much for coming my way. Let's hang out and hear some of the Joe Rose Show talking with Matt Hayes. They're going to get into everything that goes on with quarantine and sports, plus that Zoom QB. Then the Dan Lebitard Show. They've got Greg Cody's Back in My Day, and trust me, he goes way back. Hawk and Crowder, they are on vacation, no worries. Alex Dono and Alex Solano, double Alexing it. Going to give you some goods. Right now, I got the goods for you when it comes to headlines. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver says the league's restart is not ideal and stresses participation is not mandatory. The season resumes July 31st in Orlando. Tua Tangabaloa has moved to South Florida and has begun working with team doctors and trainers at the Dolphins practice facility in Davie. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell says he encourages teams to sign Colin Kaepernick, the quarterback last played in 2016. Jay Crowder agrees with stars like Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard, saying he thinks the NBA restart would be a distraction with everything going on in the world today. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred now says he is less confident we will see baseball this year. He previously said there would be baseball. The MLBPA is said to be disgusted with his backtracking. Former Canes Ken Dorsey, Ray Lewis, and Dan Morgan are on the 2021 ballot for the College Football Hall of Fame. 78 players in total are up for election. Fort Lauderdale's St. Thomas Aquinas is preseason ranked Number six when it comes to high school football teams in the nation. No decision on when or if the high school season will begin. In soccer action, oh my goodness, the Bundesliga has been decided earlier today. Bayern Munich won 1-0 over Bremen. And now let's do it. Let's take a step into the day spa. Ah. Shorts Brewing Company in Michigan recently made deliveries to waterfront homes via a seaplane. Hey, desperate times call for desperate measures. Six former eBay employees are being charged with harassment after mailing some of the company's critics obscene messages, insects, and Halloween pig masks. Eh, sounds pretty cool to me. Nathan's 4th of July hot dog eating contest will happen, albeit with no fans in attendance. Yeah, that'll make it way more hygienic. Now on to weather. Tonight's forecast, chance of rain with temperatures in the mid-80s. This morning, I got up early because I got a couple of things to do here around the radio station since Hawk and Crowder are on vacation. 
Caught a little bit of the Joe Rose show. So good. I want to catch him again. Here is Joe Rose talking with Matt Hayes about when and how sports will return. Also, don't bust the bubble. Pay those college athletes. Has the transfer portal been kind to the U? And the all-new Zoom QB. With everything that's going on and trying to get sports back right now, what's your thoughts on overall on uh, everybody getting back here? Do you think all these professional teams will be playing sometime late July or August? Yeah, I, I think both football leagues will be back, Joe. And they have the advantage, both the NFL and college football, watching everyone else do it and learning from their mistakes. By everyone else, I mean the NBA, which is, I mean, it's starting to become a disaster because now players are saying they don't want to play. The MLB, which is just a complete disaster. Um, I think a key is going to be the EP the English Premier League, and they start tomorrow, I believe. I think the way they pull that off is going to be a big indicator of how it's going to be pulled off here in the United States for, for football. We keep hearing colleges say that, you know, there's going to be fans in the stands, and that'll be interesting to see if we get some form of percentage of fans in the stands. Because I think it would be great to have that. The reality is, can you get that? I mean, is that possible that you can do that without without further putting people in danger? So, I mean, it's a big question, Joe. There's no doubt about it. You still think the NFL start into July? Uh, do you think it gets moved and, and the thought on preseason games? I do. I think I think both start on time. If anything else, Joe, I, I think you have to do it. I, I mean, I think if you're the NFL, that say they go to two preseason games. One of those preseason games will be home. One will be on the road. It's probably more than likely what it's going to be. I think you've got to use that one preseason game as kind of like a dry run for the regular season as far as fans and operations and how things are going to work and how, how you keep your bubble safe. And that's really what it is more than anything, Joe, for both college football and the NFL. It's, it's how do they create their bubble and how do they keep their bubble from being penetrated from outside problems that could cause problems, cause issues. I mean, it, it, you know, I think the idea with it's going to be harder with colleges because I think professionals, you're saying, okay, look, Here's the deal. We're playing. If something happens and someone goes out outside the bubble and they get in a situation where they bring COVID back and there's an outbreak, not only are we not playing, you're not getting your paychecks. College is a little different. I think colleges, you've got 18, 19, 20-year-old kids who are young. They think they're bulletproof. They're not getting paid for it. They're just out there looking for a good time in college. They go outside their bubble. And by bubble, I mean, Joe, where, where you've got everybody within a confined Space says everybody's getting tested. Everybody's staying away from other people that possibility of, of a possibility of, of getting them contracting the virus. And I mean, that's really what it's going to be over the next month, month and a half is everybody figuring out their bubble and then making sure that bubble is secure. We've seen now as uh, all these kids uh, return to school and start doing these workouts. Uh, we've seen them. A lot of them had the coronavirus. We've seen some issues at Florida State. We've seen some in Alabama and some other schools. This is just going to be part of life. I mean, we have to face that. Everybody gets together. There's going to be some coronavirus, right? There's going to be some positive. You hate to say this. That's actually a good thing. I think that's what part of this next month, month and a half is, is you get it out of the way. Excuse me. You find out who has it. You put them in quarantine. Everything's good. That's all part of trying to make your bubble secure. You find out who has it, and you take care of them. Hey, Matt, I, I want to ask you about the other one. Governor of uh, our state decided we're going to start paying athletes. What do you think about that decision? I think it's a great move. I think it's a long time coming, Joe. I mean, you're talking about – I've never understood why the NCAA would not allow athletes to, to profit off their name, image, and likeness. What used to be, what is now, Joe, actually, it's still, it's still going on. They have to sign something saying they give away their right to their name, image, and likeness for perpetuity. They have to sign something like that when they sign their scholarship paper. So that's going to end quickly. I think what has happened is Florida has now basically told the NCAA, look, you have 365 days or however many days it is until July 1. 
and that's it. We're 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 getting after it. They're gonna, we're going to allow our right. student athletes in this state to earn money. Within the next year, the NCAA will figure this out. Now, it, it was a joke that two weeks ago, they were, the Power Five, the Power Five athletic directors and the conference, conference commissioners were asking the government to get involved. That's like the last thing we need, Joe, is for the government to get involved. <laughs> in this. They got to come together and figure out a plan and make it a plan for all of Division One football and then implement it. If not, there's going to be one gigantic recruiting advantage for the state of Florida for the Big Three in the state of Florida. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, so so you know the recruiting thing is already a little bit ugly uh the wild west i mean we got kids can transfer 15 times at 15 different high schools if they if they want but but anyway with the recruiting stuff aren't you afraid a little bit everybody coming down here and making promises going after a five-star day county kid and going hey we're gonna promise you six speaking engagements and and that does that give a school an edge though in recruiting when the mom and dad say hey what what can you do for my son as far as making some extra money while he's at school. These are things that are going to sure. pop up, right? Sure, absolutely. And that's why it, more important than ever, that's going to be for the NCAA to get this thing done because if not, you're going to see Florida, Florida State, and Miami tell elite recruits, look, you can't go anywhere else and earn NIL money. You can't here in this state. That'll be a big deal. And, and if it does get done, and I expect it will get done, you know, over the next coming months, probably by early spring next year, you'll see it happen. But when it does get done, yeah, I mean, will that happen with recruiting? Of course it will. There will always be guys like There's always going to be people trying to take advantage of the rules, Joe. It's a matter of how you police it and how you take care of it. There will be schools that say, look, you can go over here to Joe Rose's Ford dealership and he's going to give you a, a sponsorship deal where you say, I drive Joe Rose's Ford Explorers. I hope that Ford is a, is a sponsor. You South Florida Chevy dealers. Like, it's so funny you did that. Times I, I am <laughs> South Florida Chevy dealers. And yeah, no, no, I'm all a right. huge Tahoe guy. All right, all right, I'm so not Chevy, part of the Ford Chevy. fam. Joe Rose Chevy. And the king said, hey, look, if you come if you come uh, to Miami, we're gonna we're gonna get you a ten thousand dollar a year sponsorship deal with, right. with Joe Rose Chevy, and we're gonna right. get you a, and you're you're gonna drive around in this beautiful suburban, and you're gonna be very happy here, and we'll take care of your parents, who will also drive around in a brand new suburban. Yes, that will absolutely happen. Yes, no question. Hey, by the way, turning to UM who uh, continues to hit that transfer portal, now has a, a tackle that a lot of schools were going after, got a quarterback, got themselves a pass rusher, and a new field goal kicker. All pretty good players with some experience from other programs. What do we expect from Miami now when you look at those guys, man? I just thought getting those four guys really changed things. What are your thoughts? I expect that they will go how Derek King goes. That's really it, Joe. You, I mean, you know that. You play the game, man. you got to have a quarterback. It's the most right. important position on the field. And if you've got a guy that can not only make good plays but a guy that can get you out of bad plays and that can do something when a play breaks down and that's what he's his history has been at Houston what he's done but also I mean you're talking about a guy who now is transferring he hasn't been around his players because of this dopey coronavirus so he hasn't been around them he hasn't done that you know that he does they don't have that chemistry they don't know each other like they would if they would spent the last five six months with each other and I think it's different a lot of teams are going to go through this a lot of teams with new coaches are going to go through this because they haven't been around their players they haven't been doing things to build team chemistry there are going to be problems and I, I you know I've been saying now for a while I truly believe that one of the most important, everybody's going to have to have backups in every position, okay? We all know that, just because of the virus. But heaven forbid the virus hits your team and eight or nine guys get knocked out and one of them just starting quarterback. You better, now more than ever, you better have two guys that can play. Not only play, but yeah. can win games. And not only in college football. We were talking about this yesterday on our show here, Joe. In the NFL, you better have two guys that can play, that can win games. Not just guys that can go in there and take the snap and hand it off and hope for the best. You better have guys that can win games. I agree, man. We were talking about that, like a quarterback room in college 
college and pro football now. Do you split those guys up? Can you imagine making that call on a Thursday or Friday saying, hey, we got a little problem here. All our quarterbacks tested positive for the oh. coronavirus. Oh. We, Joe, we were literally talking about the same thing. Like, Even if just one of your quarterbacks tests positive, the odds are the other ones in that room are going to get it. So, so I, my guess would be the third quarterback is probably going to be a remote guy. It's probably going to be a guy that, that, that does all those meetings in Zoom because you literally can't afford that. You can't afford to not have a quarterback. So that would be my guess how the NFL is going to do it is you're going to be allowed to have a third quarterback. He's going to have to be a Zoom guy, a remote guy. Because if not, then you have a chance for their entire room to get COVID and be out. Great having you, man. Always love having you come on, spend a little bit of time with us here during this uh, crazy time uh, with everything going on. Never seen anything like it. I know you probably feel the same way. Uh, Are you trying to keep politics out of your shows as much as possible? And is it almost impossible when you give your opinion? Yes or no? It's almost impossible, and we're trying as much as we can. You know what, Joe? At the end of the day, this is what I always say. We all make decisions. This is what my dad told me when I was a little boy, and it hasn't changed at all. We all make decisions. We all deal with the consequences of those decisions. Every day, every walk of life, no matter what you're doing. And that's just yeah. it. That's kind of what we go by. I've been called some names here in the last week or two that I, I didn't realize possible that <laughs> I could be called. My ex-wife never called Twitter, me man. names like that. It was terrible, yeah. <laughs> Matt, thank you, buddy. Take care of yourself. All right, my man. See you, Joe. Crazy times right there, ready for some crazy sports times to return on the cusp, on the cusp. We're getting so, so close. If you're not so close to waking up early enough to hear the Joe Rose Show, of course, I always play back one of the best segments every day here on the Best of the Joe Show. You can also download the podcast for Joe Rose Show and for this show or any of them that you hear on this radio station by going to our website, wqam.com, go to the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free. Dan, 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 Dan's the man. Telephone operators. I miss the effort once involved in making a phone call. You had to work for your connection. Had to earn it. Millennials don't know anything but the ease of it. Reach into the pocket, grab the do-anything smug phone, and call or text anywhere in the world in seconds. Going to reach out and touch someone in about five minutes. Hold tight. This is the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on Twitter at Dan Day Radio on this day in 1971. Probably the greatest rapper of all time, Tupac Shakur was born. Fortunately, he passed away in 1996. Or if you're like 95% of my high school, you believe he actually isn't dead. He's still alive, living in the sewers of Las Vegas. My high school was not the highest academic establishment. Or maybe they just didn't want to believe Tupac was dead. But R.I.P. Tupac, that's the way it is right there. Dan Lebatard Show has Greg Cody on. He's telling you the way it was with his Back in My Day. So we will get to Greg Cody's Back in My Day in a second. We will get to Greg Cody's thoughts on what it is we were discussing last segment in a second. But I want to go back about a half hour to Greg Cody's son, the fruit of his loins, saying, 
we are in sensitive Greg Cody territory. Mm. And then Greg Cody responding to that when cornered on the subject, if I'm being completely honest, this is a direct quote, if I'm being completely honest, two segments ended with you being mean and hurtful to me. Now, again, Roy is laughing at this. I don't, Roy, explain to me why this brings you so much joy. Whose side are you on? Am I indeed being mean and hurtful to Greg Cody or is he being overly sensitive because he does things like right when we're starting the show, walk out of the room after taking off his headset? I'm going to have to respond to that uh, with the answer of yes. The both of you are in the wrong. (laughs) All right. Very good. By my count, it is the sixth time we have entered this territory. It's a dangerous territory. It is. So for those of you listening, the reason to listen the rest of the way is because we are indeed insensitive Greg (laughs) Cody territory and his son recognizes it because there is a certain fermentation that sweeps over his his son absolutely (laughs) saw this before the rest of us did. He knows his old man. His son has also felt it before. I feel like we lost Greg Cody. I think the reason that Greg Cody is truly sensitive is not because I was mean and hurtful, but because he didn't like being portrayed as coronavirus reckless. Uh, he didn't like being portrayed as somebody who was out there selfishly tending to his own health or his own wants by ordering potato skins at Friday's and getting the rest of us sick because he can't wear a mask correct. I haven't been on a Friday's in about 25 years and don't like potato skins. Really? Of that. Who doesn't like potato skins? <laughs> Put it on the poll, Guillermo, at Lebitard Show. Uh, do you like potato skins? Yes or no? Uh, get to the Howard Stern thoughts that you've got here, Greg, before we do your back in my day. It was a funny uh, non-apology that reminded me of Mike Gundy's non-apology. But in Stern's case, um, it was totally on brand totally playing to his audience uh, by sort of politely declining to apologize. But the, the whole um, conversation reminds me of when, you know, we the, the 27-year-old athlete is caught for something he tweeted 10 years earlier that he now regrets. Um, be contrite. You know, we're a country that loves to forgive as long as we hear contrition, you know, so it doesn't cost anything to apologize and say, geez, yeah, I'm, that's not me today. I'm, I'm really sorry about that. I don't know why that's so difficult. One might say the same things about Mike Gundy. He, that's on brand for Mike Gundy, too. Again, him wearing the T-shirt is not any kind of surprise if you, you know, listen to him. <laughs> Just on anything, on any opinion that he has. It's not like he's been bashful about what it is that he supports and endorses. It was just funny after this pandemic started. Gundy was totally tone deaf in saying, we need to get out there for the money. We need, we need to get our bodies out there, unhealthy or not, because this university needs its money. That bold-faced about it and also and this is not irrelevant saying things about the network that we're talking about oan saying things supportive of that network he put his voice on that before he put on a t-shirt it's i don't know why his running back and i've been pronouncing his name wrong it's not chuba evidently it's chuba all right well chuba mm. yeah look he he endorsed a network at a time where they were freshly that that network in particular had someone on that suggested coronavirus was made up in a lab in north carolina they have a lot of conspiracy theorists on to say that it's fact-based and not opinion-based is just patently absurd. Yeah, well, that's factually wrong. It was obviously South Carolina. Are you ready for uh, Greg Cody's 
back in my day. Do we have the imaging back there? Because I am tired of talking about where the, the lab, the coronavirus. <laughs> and now it is time to take a trip down memory lane. Here's your guy, Greg Cody, with Back in My Day. Telephone operators. Oh, oh Jesus. No. Yeah, you I sound heard bad. it. I felt the comment. Yeah. You want to try it again? Let's start over. Hold on. Let's start over now that he's, he's cleared his throat. I yet. don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he has. It doesn't sound like he has. It doesn't sound like yeah. he He sounds so deeply unhealthy. That, by the way, has its mask on wrong when you're having your potato skins next to him on Friday. Let's start again. And now it is time to take a trip down memory lane. Here's your guy, Greg Cody, with Back in My Day. Telephone operators, I miss the effort once involved in making a phone call. You had to work for your connection, had to earn it. Millennials don't know anything but the ease of it. Reach into the pocket, grab the do-anything smug phone, and call or text anywhere in the world in seconds all by yourself. They don't know the unvarnished joy of untangling the cord of a landline, the mesmerizing whir of a rotary dial. They don't know of the regal phone booth or the collect call. Probably never even left a wake-up call with the hotel front desk. They've never heard of a party line, which, by the way, had nothing to do with a party. They've never heard a long-distance call from a payphone interrupted by a disembodied voice advising you to insert another quarter <laughs> because millennials don't remember the telephone operator never knew the pleasure i don't want to say this occupation is a thing of the past but the four movies made containing the phrase telephone operator in the title came out in 1925 1932 <laughs> 1937 and 1952 there used to be massive telephone switchboards all over the country with battalions of operators, the needed conduit to help place your call as they inserted phone plugs into the appropriate jack. Jack? Operators could surreptitiously stay on the line and eavesdrop on your call if they wanted to, by the way, just like the government can today. Telephone operators were born in 1878 when Alex Bell hired George Willard Croy and Emma Nutt. <laughs> Women soon took over the role because they were seen as more courteous and were paid a fraction of what a man was, just like today. The last known switchboard operator worked in Bryant Pond, Maine, before the job went extinct, fading into Americana's past in 1983. The decline into technology, into the smug phones of today, began, of course, with Maxwell Smart's shoe phone, in 1965, and there was no turning back. The lid had lifted on a bottomless Pandora's box full of portable cordless <laughs> telephones. By the early 80s, the first commercially what available handheld cellular Great. mobile phones had begun their global takeover. Tradition kicked in the arse to the curb by the one addiction stronger than crack, the addiction called convenience. Raise a toast to the graying, forgotten army of old telephone operators living out their days in the fog of faint memories of plugs and jacks of being needed. Find one of them. Visit and watch the light blink on in long dead eyes and the tear roll as you whisper, yes, I'd like to make a collect call operator. Can you help me? I'm Greg Cody. Yeah. And that's how it was back in my day. Going back in my day, I can remember the first time I saw a cordless phone and was amazed. I was like, you can just walk around and talk on the phone. You don't need to stay near 
the place where you hang it up and put it up. You can just wander around. What's the world coming to? And now you can take a phone everywhere, call anywhere, do anything with your phone. Craziness right there. Absolute craziness. And speaking of collect calls, that used to be my old school way of prank calling people. You go to a payphone, 1-800-COLLECT, and now we just call and say, I want to talk to Sal, or this is Mel calling. They'd be like, no, I do not accept the call. Or sometimes they would accept and i just hang up. Oh, that was back in my day. Now they're, I don't think there's prank calling anymore because everybody's got caller ID. Everybody's got their cell phone. Everybody just kind of screens their calls. Oh, man. Missed the old days of kind of like playing Russian roulette when you prank call because you never knew if the person had caller ID and would call back and then your parents would answer and be like, what? Huh? So sometimes you just kind of roll the dice back in my day with phones. Here's an interesting stat. Dan Labatar and the guys have not taken a day off in a month. Through the coronavirus, they have worked hard. Hawk and Crowder. Solana, I'm thinking we might have to do a food draft of breakfast foods. Dono, Solana, Jay Fig next on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Dane. If you're a world music enthusiast, celebrate today. Fima Kuti turns 58. Of course, Fima Kuti is the son of legendary world music maker Fila Kuti. Fima Kuti. Bang, bang, bang. Sounds like my weekends. I listen to a lot of world music on the weekends. That's what I mean. Bang, bang, bang. Hawk and Crowder. I don't know what they're listening to right now, but I know they're taking it easy because they're, well, I take that back. Hawk is probably taking it easy. He's on vacation. Crowder's taking some time off because he and his wife Asia just had their third child, Lil Chaz. So he might just be staying up all night, changing diapers, getting pooped on, all that good stuff that Crowder kind of getting used to, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, my man Crowder. Probably still finding plenty of time to get some hop guns from Bunky Buddha in him. I owe him a night out. So whenever he gets a yard pass, the whole team, Hawk, Crowder, JFig, Solana, myself, we're all going out to Funky Buddha and maybe some other places. Wink, wink. And I'm paying. That's my gift to Crowder and his family. Yeah, his family. Because sometimes, you know, it's good to have Daddy away for just a little bit. Especially when Crowder sometimes laugh and go crazy and be wild. Bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. Hawk and Crowder on vacation, like I said. Or at least taking some time off. Or at least attending to some kids. Or doing whatever they're doing. So... This week, you're going to have Dono, my man, Alex Dono, and my man, Alex Solano, double Alex in it, in the afternoons. They got together earlier today for a breakfast food draft plus O-A-N or O-A-R. And and by the way, you and I were just talking off air. Uh, We're going to be on together for the next couple of days, uh, tomorrow and Thursday, and then Hawk and Crowder will both be back on Friday. We've got to do one of our food drafts 
in, in one of the next couple days. In fact, Solana, I'm thinking we might have to do a food draft of breakfast foods, okay? Because yes. just hearing you talk about the McGriddles, I am, I'm afraid to even say this because I think I'm going to lose some fans on the text line. I might get canceled by cancel culture here. Personally, while there are a lot of things I really like on the McDonald's breakfast menu, I'm not a fan of the McGriddle. I'm not. And the reason why is, Solana, I have a very strict, there's something different about my taste buds, okay? But I have a very strict, there are a few exceptions, few exceptions, but overall, I am not a fan of mixing sweet and salty, right? To, to wow. have on the same wow. sandwich, like syrup-infused pancakes with like sausage or bacon and eggs, I'm just, that that doesn't really do it for me. Like the same way that I'm, I'm one of the few people that is not a fan of dipping the French fries in the frosty because i don't like mixing the sweet what? with the salty what yeah i'm not a fan of that so where are yeah, we there is yeah. this communist china Dono. Wouldn't it be great if you guys find out that like I'm actually a communist spy that was sent here to infiltrate uh, infiltrate two radio stations because we're simulcasting right now. I mean, you do have an excellent <laughs> Russian accent, I will say. Sometimes it's too good to be true. Listen, I, I must admit, when, when you talk about McGriddle, I'm not a fan. <laughs> There's a lot of things I like, like uh, uh, the, the Egg McMuffin, very good, the Hash Brown, uh, wonderful, but McGriddle, uh, <laughs> not so much. No, I mean... Uh, Honestly, um, if I'm going to, if I'm going to tell you my favorite fast food breakfast sandwich overall, uh, and I think every time I eat one of these, it probably takes a couple of years off my life because it's so rich and it's just so like greasy, but it's awesome. Guys, I stand for the Chris sandwich at Burger King. Like Ooh, I love, yeah. I love the Chris sandwich because yeah. there's something about all, all the buttery grease you get on the croissant. And I, I actually sometimes I'll get, I, I don't know if they still do this now, but years ago they, you could get the double Chris sandwich where you get sausage and bacon on the same Chris sandwich instead of choosing one or the other. That's my jam. Dono, you could feel less guilty because they've now introduced the impossible Chris sandwich. That's is that like with, with the plant-based sausage? Yeah. That That is big news. Big news. Big news. I might have to try that. I've actually had the Belgian waffle slider at White Castle, Dono. I don't know if you've Ooh, had that, but that good. I mean, that, that, that wow. was fire. I'm with you, though. The croissant sandwich is, is elite. It's, it's top of the line. It's unbelievable, but I, I can't think of anything better than a bacon egg and cheese mcgriddle like i love waking up and going and eating a bacon egg and cheese mcgriddle it's a perfect combination i can't believe you're hating on the sweet and salty combo yeah i mean not a fan the 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 bread is a pancake donna or a hot cake yeah. excuse me hot it's a hot cake and it's it's, <laughs> it's just it's just delicious it's unbelievable i'll tell you like a couple of the rare times when i'll make the exception for the sweet and salty and i don't know why i like this but i don't like the mcgriddle griddle but um I, i've had really good chicken and waffles a couple times i i can make an exception for that like as long as it's like the really good like fried chicken and i've had uh roscoe's chicken and waffles in california they do a, they do a fantastic job with that man so so that's one of the few exceptions where i'll eat like the sweet and salty combo and of course you know like anyone i love like the orange chicken at uh at panda express so sometimes <laughs> if you're getting like that that deep fried you know uh, food court chinese chicken 
that yeah. I, I can do that as well. Yeah. If I'm at Panda, I'm going double orange chicken every time. I mean, miss me with anything else on their menu. And it's all great, by the <laughs> way. Like anything on their menu is great, but I'm going double orange chicken every single damn time. I love this response when I asked uh, if Burger King still does the double sandwich. Somebody writes in, this is America. Yes, they <laughs> still do it. You know, I had to ask Solana because um, like I, I can still, I'm old enough to remember it. And even you might be old enough to remember this, like way back in the day, like around the year 2000, when McDonald's let you supersize your meal. And then after that documentary came out, the supersize me, where the guy ate McDonald's three meals a day for a month. And like, he, what do you, what do you expect was going to happen, dude? Yeah. His, his blood pressure went up and all that. So after that, like they stopped doing the supersize thing and, and, and they introduced like a bunch of quote unquote healthy items on the menu. So I was just, I, I was honestly wondering if Burger King still does the double Chris sandwich. Cause I know there's been a lot of backlash for fast food restaurants recently, but apparently here in America, we can still get the double Chris sandwich. So I love to hear that. I think it's up there. Um, I don't think I've had the double Chris sandwich though, Dono. I've had the Chris sandwich. I've had, I've, I've definitely had it. Something also uh, that's under the radar, the Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit. I don't know if that's you've had good. that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's up there. And there, there isn't really sweet there. I, I mean, I guess the biscuit would would count as the sweet factor in the chicken biscuit. I mean, the fried chicken is just phenomenal regardless. It, 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 it's perfect. Every time you, you know bite where, into that chicken biscuit, it's perfect. You know where I've never had the breakfast is at Taco Bell because somebody was writing in um, uh, the breakfast crunch wrap at Taco Bell. It, like I've seen the commercials. like everything, everything they have there for breakfast looks good, but I've never had it. Just something about Taco Bell to me, it... it, it just reminds me of getting home late at night, drunk after being out in Wynwood, and I want like a, a Crunchwrap Supreme or something. They're, they're just I, I don't know why breakfast from Taco Bell just doesn't call to me. And I'm not saying it's not good. Like I'm sure it's amazing, but actually, I oh Jay Fig, Hello. Jay Fig, hey. is is it fire? Hey, Jay Fig, Jay Fig, Jay Fig broke breakfast. in, so she she must she must have a hot take on the the Taco Bell breakfast. I don't recall what I ate, but it was really good. So I suggest going to Taco Bell for breakfast Wait, and trying it ho- out. Hold you 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 interrupt and you don't remember what you ate. At least make something <laughs> up. Just make something up. Some kind of egg um, cheese burrito. I don't remember. Full disclosure, late at night, you know. I don't remember what I ate, but man, it was good. Right. Yeah, this was a long a time hung ago. Over. Okay. That's fair. That's hey, Jay Fig, did you sleep till like noon today? Because it was <laughs> even uh, even even Len was ragging on you because he uh, our, our boss Len did like a text thread uh, where he he texted you know me Solana Dan Day and Jay Fig just to make sure, you know, because Hawk and Crowder are out today. Len wanted to make sure that we were all, you know, ready for the show. Everyone was all set today. And I, he sent the text pretty early. I mean, I, I'm up early because I've got a two-year-old. I think he sent the text like probably around 8, 8.30 a.m. And and Solana and I responded really quickly. Dan Day responded. And then it got to be like 10.30 and Jay Fig still hadn't responded. And then Len's like, oh, Jay Fig is probably still asleep. Well, what time did you wake up today? So I had a meeting at 9.30 a.m. today. And then I woke Oof. up for it. Then it got canceled. And I'm like, oh, let me go back to sleep and get some rest because I'm really tired from this weekend. And so a couple hours later, I woke up and then I saw the message. Mind so you, like around 11 o'clock. She spent the weekend at the beach. Yeah, so so very, I have very exhausting, yet. very exhausting weekend. <laughs> it was. Oh, man. You know, re- real quick, uh, before we, we bring in the five o'clock hour, uh, I, I'm assuming uh, you guys and, and our listeners have been following this Mike Gundy controversy, the Oklahoma State 
head coach. And I think it's it, pretty dumb for him, you know, given what he does for a living and 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 where he you know recruits to to be wearing the T-shirt in public of a, a very far right news network. Like you just no matter what your political views are, I think you have to know better if you're Mike Gundy. You have to know your audience a little bit. But uh, I got to ask you guys because uh, Solana, I can't be the only person who prior to this Mike Gundy scandal if you want to call it that, I have never in my life heard of OAN. Like, I, I I thought when I first saw the picture of Mike Gundy, I thought OAN is a band. Like, I'm like, why, like, do people not like this band? Why are they, why are they mad at Mike Gundy? And then I, I had to do my homework on what the t-shirt was actually about. <laughs> but I, I, ne- I had no idea prior to the last couple of days that OAN is a, apparently a, a very far right. I've never watched it. I had no idea this is a far right news network. What kind of band did you think OAN was, Dono? Like a Country soft country, rock, soft rock. Okay, like an A soft no, rock, like a jam band, like OAR. <laughs> that, that's what it was. You know, Dan Day. Honestly, I I got confused. You're right. When I when I saw OAN, I thought that because I I forgot that OAR. Like I, I thought that that was the same thing. Like when when he wore the OAN T-shirt, I thought that that was OAR. I just got confused and thought it was OAN. If that makes any sense, I thought he was wearing an OAN T-shirt. I was very confused by the whole thing. Yeah, it does make sense. Uh, I, I've never watched OAN either. So, but but the controversy <laughs> yesterday took a totally different direction after they released the video together. The player ends up apologizing. Mike Gundy, yeah, Chuba does no, Hubbard, right? Chuba ends up apologizing. Mike Gundy does no sort of apology. Uh, that that was a very it was a very wild couple hours, right? For the the Oklahoma State University Twitter, which which started trending over that that OAN shirt, which you thought was a band. And Chuba's apology did not seem the most sincere with his body language he was kind of well it's so weird because like solana said it's like like the the guy who probably actually should have apologized didn't and then the guy who probably shouldn't have apologized did so that that video really accomplished nothing right and it does show you right the the power dynamics in college football which was essentially what chuba was was trying to to explain right like he wanted to take a stance against his coach and we saw very quickly how things work in college football and I think that conversation is going to continue well past this one isolated incident yeah no doubt about that and here is the aforementioned apology in light of today's tweet with the uh, t-shirt I was wearing I uh, I met with some players and uh, realized it's a very sensitive issue with what's going on uh, in today's society and so we had a great meeting and uh, made aware of some things that uh, players feel like that can make our organization or our culture even better than it is here at Oklahoma State. And I'm looking forward to making some changes and it starts at the top with me and we got good days ahead. I'll start off by first saying that I went about it the wrong way by tweeting. I'm not someone that, you know, has to you know, tweet something to make change. I should have went to him as a man and I'm, all, I'm more about action. So that was bad on my part. But from now on, we're gonna focus on bringing change and that's the most important thing. If you are an Oklahoma State football fan right now, you're a little bit nervous. Things just don't seem to be sitting right in the hen house. But maybe everything will shake itself out. Bygones will be bygones. They'll get over it. They'll move past it. It'll bring them together. We'll just have to see how it goes for the Cowboys when the season does start. Speaking of season starts or restarts, the NBA should be back in action, and I say should be back in action, July 31st in Orlando. Some players, though, they have reservations 
when it comes to playing, whether it be for social justice issues, whether it be for health issues, whether it be for a combination of the both. So Adam Silver recently took time to kind of address that whole situation. It's more a sense from the entire NBA community that we have an obligation to try this because the alternative is to stay on the sidelines and the alternative is to, in, in essence, give in to this virus. And while on one hand, this won't be forever and we will ultimately find a vaccine, presumably, or some sort of you know, antivirals that will help deal with the people who have, who have the conditions of COVID-19, that for us, you know, we feel this is what this is what we do. You know, we put on NBA basketball. We think that for the country, it'll be a respite from enormous difficulties people are dealing with in their lives right now. And I also think in terms of social justice issues, it'll be an opportunity for NBA players in the greater community to draw attention to these issues because the world's attention will be on the NBA in Orlando, Florida, if we're able to pull this off. So it sounds like Adam Silver wants this season restart, wants those eight games, wants the playoffs, wants an NBA champion. I kind of want to see it myself. Kyrie Irving, not so excited about seeing it, but Kendrick Perkins said, Kyrie, set your ass down. First of all, he's not a powerful voice. He's a popular voice. You know, powerful, you're actually moving the needle. No one's listening to Kyrie. The NBA is going to continue. All he's doing is causing unnecessary drama right now between the NBA brothers that we don't need right now. Kendrick Perkins, not afraid to speak his mind. Neither is another analyst, former NBA player and Hall of Famer, by the way, Charles Barkley. He says, toss that ball up. Let's play. I think it would be stupid is not play for two reasons. Number one, if they don't play, they're going to be out of sight, out of mind for the rest of the year. There won't be no cameras falling. And, you know, LeBron is probably the most famous athlete in the United States. He won't be visible anywhere. Uh, and, and so us out of sight, out of mind. Also, these guys got to realize this money going to come back and they're going to lose billions of dollars that the players could use to go into their own communities and do some great stuff. So it's not good on any front. I have no idea what Kyrie and Dwight are talking about, but it'll be a catastrophic mistake not to play. I for sure would feel catastrophically destroyed if we didn't get some more NBA basketball anytime soon. Oh, man, I'm missing the basketball so much. Get the heat back in action. Jimmy Butler doing his thing. Who knows? Maybe they'll go on a magical run as long as they keep it safe as long as it's good I can only watch so much Bundesliga soccer with no fans in the stands and with some of the matches having artificially piped in sound they do a good job of that though and some of them not I don't know why some do and some don't I don't know I'm ready I'm ready to move on I'm ready to get some football basketball even baseball I know a lot of people are down on baseball right now I like baseball just kind of chill Watch the game and enjoy. Thanks for chilling with me this afternoon. Let's do it again tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. If you want to download this show or any that you hear on the radio station, wqam.com for free, radio.com app for free, or wherever you get your podcast for free. And you can also hit me up on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. Same thing, Instagram, Facebook. I'm all over the place. Just look for the guy that's skinny with a big nose and big hair. Dan Day. That's me. I'm proud of it. I'm proud to hang out with you here on the Best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.